0: facebook.com slash radiodetectives. And check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash Great Detectives. I do want to let you know about our other podcast, in particular, The Amazing World of Radio at amazing.greatdetectives.net. Our Patreon supporters voted for a Summer of Summer Replacement program, so we've been bringing you a whole variety of programs from true crime to comedies and drama, anthology programs. And we still have four more episodes to go. So you can check it out at amazing.greatdetectives.net. And I want to encourage you to check out all of our uh, podcasts over at greatdetectives.net. You can access them right from the top of the site. Well, now we're going to return to the adventures of Philip Marlowe. And we are not going to start back with the Gerald Moore series, which is the uh, better known and more popular uh, series that uh, continued on for two years and then came back as a summer replacement series uh, from 1948 to 50 and then summer of 51. We're going to start out with the first Philip Marlowe series, which was a summer series that starred Van Heflin, and aired over NBC and was sponsored by Pepsodent. At this point, Van Heflin was very much a big up-and-coming star in Hollywood, having won a Best Supporting Actor Oscar, although uh, these days he's probably best remembered for his work on Shane, where he was not the main character of that honor fell to Alan Land. But at any rate, uh, this episode that we're going to play today was the third episode in the series. Original air date, July the 1st, 1947. And this one's the daring young dame on the flying trapeze. For the
1: safety of your smile, use Petsident twice a day. See your dentist twice a year. Lever Brothers Company presents the Pepsodent Program The Adventures of Philip Marlowe, starring Van Heflin Pepsodent presents Philip Marlowe, Raymond Chandler's famous private detective You've seen him on the screen in Lady in the Lake, Murder, My Sweet, The Brasher Doubloon, and The Big Sleep. Now Pepsodent brings you the adventures of Philip Marlowe on the air and starring MGM's brilliant and dynamic young actor, Van Heflin. Now families all over America have named their favorite toothpaste, New Pepsodent with Irium. New, fresh-tasting Pepsodent with the new, cool, minty flavor. It's the three-to-one favorite over all other toothpastes. Yes, in a recent test, families from coast to coast compared New Pepsodent with other toothpastes at home. And by an overwhelming vote, by an average of three-to-one, these families preferred New Pepsodent over all other toothpastes on all these counts. They said New Pepsodent tastes better, makes breath cleaner, makes teeth brighter. Yes, on all these points, families three to one declared new Pepsodent better than the average of all other toothpaste they tried. Get it for your family right away.
2: There comes a certain time in the year when I don't want to see midget auto races. I just want to see midgets. When I prefer sawdust to stardust, and popcorn to all other kinds of corn available in Hollywood. The circus was moving in on the grounds at Washington Boulevard and Hill Street, and I was turning in my usual fine job as sidewalk supervisor. It was exciting. It brought back all the sounds and sensations and convictions of childhood. And then someone had me firmly by the wrist, and I turned to look into a pair of steady, smoky, dark eyes that could be dangerous.
3: Excuse me, sir, but you are a private detective?
2: I'm a detective, but I don't get much privacy. Yeah, my name is Ralph Cassanari. Who told you I was a detective? My feet aren't that flat.
3: Do you know a gentleman named Al Well,
2: I know an Al Canolfi. Yes. He
3: pointed you out. He asked me what was the big idea. What was my angle hiring a private detective? He gave me an idea.
2: When has Al Saganalfi had any ideas to spare?
3: Miss Camaro, besides owning one-third of this very fine little circus, I am Tassanari of Tassanari, the Swede, and Gloriane. The trafisto. The huh? most brilliant aerial act in the business. I own this circus with Gorian and the Swede. Well, where does Al Saganalfi fit in here? Now, the Swede gets drunk and gambles fantastic sums of money. The circus is worth a quarter of a million dollars. Already, the Swede has gambled away much more than his third of the circus. And a partner may sell out his other partners without even consulting them. Oh, you're afraid the Swede will sell you out to pay for his debts. Yeah, you? and if he did that, I should not hesitate to... Oh, <laughs> watch yourself. Alter yeah. uh, has made it plain that the gamblers expect payment immediately now. Would you consider giving us your protection during the three days we're going to be here?
2: Yeah. $25 a day in expenses. That's the nut. Cheap enough.
3: I know, but you see, I'm a
2: sucker for circuses. Yeah?
4: Is this the office of Philip Marlowe?
2: Better still, this is Philip Marlowe.
4: Ralph Passanari hired you this morning, didn't he? Go ahead. This is his partner, Gloria. Ann. I'm in a downtown bar with a Swede, and he's terribly drunk. I know this isn't your job, but won't you come down and help me get him sobered up for the night, please?
2: All right, Mother Marlowe, will be right down. <laughs> I found the Main Street bar where Glorianne said I'd find her and the Swede. The Swede was potted like Grandma's begonia, And with the help of the bartender and four professional loafers, we got him into my car. I told Glorianne to drive.
5: Ah, yeah, uh, let me alone, will you? I'm, I'm oh, all well, right. Well, just take it easy. Where sir? shall I drive,
4: Mr. Marlowe?
2: Georgia <laughs> Street Receiving Hospital. I'll stay back here and wrestle the Swede
4: for the championship. Yes, I just left him alone me? for yeah. an hour to do some shopping. <laughs> yeah.
5: I'm telling you something, honey girl. That Tassanari makes any more passes at you, I'll, I'll beat him brainless.
4: Oh, please don't pay any attention to him, Mr. Marlowe. He thinks every one of the circus is in okay, love with me. Okay, now back
5: in your seat, Yeah, Roger. yeah, and that, that flip doctor, too. Oh, be still. I'm telling you something, honey girl. One of these days, I'm going to get absent-minded on that trapeze, and I'm not going to catch your friend, Tassanari. How, how's that, huh? Don't listen
4: to him, Mr. Marlowe. Well, then
5: tell muscles to let go of my ear. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect crime. Who'd know if it was an accident or not? Then I'd own half a circus instead of just a third. He's drunk. Yeah,
2: but drunk or sober, he's got one doozy of an idea there. Drunk or sober. Hey, Hey, hey,
5: my wrist, (laughs) what's that?
2: (laughs) I knew some interns at Georgia Street Receiving Hospital who obliged with some oxygen and a mask. A half hour of breathing that oxygen deeply, and the Swede was stone cold sober and back in my car again. He was making certain cagey
5: explanations. Uh Marlowe, you don't want to take that stuff I was mumbling about seriously, you know. I, I was drunk. You certainly were. After all, Glorianne's my wife. Oh? Well, naturally. I, I don't like other guys giving her the eye. But that, that screwy talk about me dropping Tassinari accidentally on purpose. Oh get it. <laughs> oh, no. oh,
2: Yeah, the perfect crime.
5: Oh, I was only talking, Marlowe. I wouldn't do that to Tassanari. Of
2: course not. He'd be all broken up about it, wouldn't he? I sat in a field box that evening at the small, neat circus unwound toward the big act. And the big moment arrived with butterflies warming up in my stomach in a pulse thumping madly in my neck. Weed came bounding into the arena and over to the two spidery ladders that zoomed up into the very peak of the big tent, up there where it was hot, high, and dangerous. Two magnificently made men climbing that slim ladder, their brilliant capes flowing behind them, going up higher, smaller, higher. And then... They were on their tiny platforms, removing their capes grandiosely. they turned, faced each other across the void like divers. Not a voice, not a breath not a sound. I began to perspire. The net was being gathered back. Then suddenly, Tassaneri raised his right arm and smiled, dropped his arm, and the Swede shot out into space like a comet, and the gay, waltzing, somehow insane music began. <laughs> It was all the announcer said, at least to me. Daring and terrifying. Whirl and spin and contact. Swing, swing, swing and spin. Spinning and whirling, contact and brake. Hands locked to rosin hands, contact and brake. Spin, whirl, cartwheel and contact. Swing, swing, swing and leap split-second timing, and the split-second split again, with trapeze bars flying into place where and when they were needed. I leapt away my head, drumming and swimming, and I looked up again. I looked up, and the thing that had been tying my stomach in cold, hard knots, the thing I was afraid of, happened. Music played a gay tune the clowns poured into the arena, grinning happily. I saw the youngish, handsome doctor race across the sawdust, followed by Gloriane. Across the arena, I saw Al Sicanalfi get up and disappear into the crowd. I went out, too. Outside, I managed to get a shaking match to a quaking cigarette. In my mind, I heard again and again the drunken voice of the flying Swede come back to me.
5: One of these days, I- I'm going to get absent minded on that top, please, and I'm not going to catch your friend Tassinari. How's that, huh?
2: Only it was all wrong. It didn't add up. Because the body that had plummeted to the ground hadn't been the body of Ralph Tassinari, but of the man who had plotted the perfect crime, Gloriana's husband, the flying Swede. <laughs>
6: Mother what, what? Oh oh. oh. oh yeah.
4: you were in there?
2: Yes, I saw it, Brian,
4: I think I could kill Ralph for this.
2: You think he dropped your husband purpose?
4: What do you think?
2: Look, Lorian, I I took this job, you know why, and well all this reminded me of myself when I was a kid reading Tom Sawyer and Huck Pan and believing Well I, I still believe in him. I felt the same way about the circus. The last childish illusions. The man holds on to so he doesn't get too hard.
4: You're not tough at all, are you?
2: I was going to like this job, and then he's happened. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about?
4: Yes, sir. I'm sorry we failed.
2: Oh, no. Look, Lorian, the Swede is dead, and you think Tassaneri killed him. But it's the perfect crime. You can't prove anything.
4: Look, maybe I didn't love the Swede very much. But he was my husband and on the square.
2: Did you love Tassinari?
4: If I did, it's all over now. I'm going to prove to everybody in circus business at least that he killed my husband.
2: Yeah, well,
6: how?
4: You'll see, little boy. Tonight.
2: I watched her go back into the big tent. And then I drove home and dreamed all night of Al Saganolfi smiling, his yellow smile and disappearing into the crowd. I got up late and went down for coffee in a newspaper. The story was there on page one. Also a silky leggy picture of Gloria, and beneath it the caption reading, Show must go on, dare's high trapeze in the Tassinary after Mate falls to death. I looked at my watch, it was late, later than I thought. For the daring young dame on the flying trapeze, it was almost too late.
1: You are listening to The Adventures of Philip Marlowe, starring Van Heflin. Yes, families all over America have named their favorite toothpaste. New Pepsodent with invigorating irium foam. New, fresh-tasting Pepsodent with a new, cool, minty flavor. It's the three-to-one favorite over all other toothpastes in recent home tests. Like families from coast to coast, the James M. Sinclair family, East 2nd Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, like new Pepsodent better than any other toothpaste. In fact, Mrs. Sinclair says...
4: This new Pepsodent made a big hit for the whole family. Especially my son, Jimmy. He's so crazy about that Pepsodent flavor, it's less of a problem getting him to brush his teeth now. My husband likes the way Pepsodent leaves his mouth feeling so much cleaner and his breath fresher. And as for me, I've never found any toothpaste better for brightening my teeth.
1: Yes, families from coast to coast by an overwhelming average of three to one say New Pepsodent is better than any other toothpaste they tried. Better for taste, better for cleaning the breath, better for brightening teeth. Remember, this is not just our opinion. It's the honest conviction of the Sinclairs and other families who compared New Pepsodent with brands they had at home. So why not have your family try New pepsodent? the only toothpaste containing irium? Get it without delay. We continue with the adventures of Philip Marlowe, created by Raymond Chandler and starring Van Heflin, who appears by arrangement with Metro-Golden-Mare, producers of The Hucksters, starring Clark Gable.
2: The Lion Act was going on when I arrived at the circus grounds and practically ran to Gloria tent. She was in her tights and cloak ready to go on. Look, Ann, you're, you're kidding. This is a gag. You're not going up there.
4: One minute, little boy. Well, you're out
2: of your mind.
4: I'm going up this path and now to prove he to kill the queen.
2: You add that up. My arms are full of bundles.
4: How can I agree to go up with me? Why? Why aren't his marriage shattered after yesterday? Because he knows he didn't make a mistake yesterday. He knows he dropped my husband purposely. And not because his timing or reactions were wrong. Do I make sense?
2: Up to a point.
4: You're thinking he may drop me, perfectly.
2: And I wouldn't like that.
4: He won't drop me.
2: What makes you so sure?
4: Because Tarsinari loves me. He wants me. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, go to it, little girl. I watched Glorian so small and slim and fragile as she went up that thin ladder. My throat swelled tight and the butterflies took off in my stomach again. She was on the platform, removing her silk cape, folding it carefully over the rail. They were facing each other, smiling. Smiling. Dead, sultry silence. Then... minutes, I sat there, petrified, watching her, cold sweat channeling down my back. For ten minutes, I stopped breathing. I died. Once, only once, I had to close my eyes, and in that second, I, I heard the crowd roar. Everyone was standing up, screaming and goggle eyed. I broke to my feet, and there she was. Bowing and laughing and throwing kisses into the crowd and at Tassinari and at me. Then she pirouetted and ran up the ramp to her dressing tent. I got there with Tassanari. Her eyes warmed for me and then froze again for Tassanari.
4: Come in, little boy. And you, Tassanari.
3: P- Tassanari? Ralph Olsen is the name I bear.
4: Today I talk to Tassanari. Now I want Mr. Moller to hear what I have to say to you. It's just first that I'm through with you.
3: Gloria, n- not because of the accident. Yes,
4: but because it was not an accident.
3: You don't believe that?
2: May I suggest that maybe Al Alfie has a meaty
3: part in this picture?
4: No. Hassanari here killed the Swedes.
3: Gloria, that's not true.
4: Dr. Stowe seems to think as I do.
3: Ah, yes, Dr. Stowe. I did pass your tent last night after the accident. Uh,
4: accident?
6: I
3: heard you and the kaffite, unsuccessful doctor speaking together, oh, so intimately.
4: Bear your insult, Tuss I speaking
3: together, deciding conveniently, perhaps, that I kill the Swede.
4: Richard never accused you. He only said Oh, no, that...
3: he's the one, eh? Richard. Get out. If I wanted to murder a man, it would be easy to take my gun from my trunk and shoot him. Yeah,
2: but that wouldn't be
3: the perfect crime. Why should I want to kill the Swede?
2: Because he might have uh, sold you out to pay his debts. Because you'd get half of his share of the circus. Because you were in love with his wife. I see. You think you have a case, huh? I hope not. Glorian knows what I mean.
4: Only perhaps Toss and I had better go now.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'm very sorry, Gloriane, for all of us. Good day. Good day, Miss Tomorrow.
2: He padded out softly like a panther, resentment and hatred smoldering in his eyes.
4: That was horrible, little boy. Better lie down
2: now. I left wondering if there'd be a show that night, tradition or no tradition. I walked for a half an hour, and then a police squad car came screaming down Washington Boulevard toward the circus grounds. Mad dogs and Englishmen go out in the noonday sun, but Marlowe runs in it. I found a small colony of cops in one of the dressing tents. The man on the cot. Had taken a lot of pulses in his time, but he didn't have a single one to show for it, not even his own. Good-looking, youngish Dr. Richard W. Stowe was dead. Detective Lieutenant Ibera held out a small automatic to me.
3: Hello, Marlon. I hear you've been masterminding things around here lately. <laughs> Ever see this gun before? I may have heard of it. A man named Ralph Tessanari connected with his show has disappeared. Know something about that? He was fresh from a lover's quarrel
2: last I saw him. Ah? Uh-huh. Well, maybe
3: just out
2: walking it off.
3: Mm, possibly. But the dead doctor and Tassinari both went for a pretty little trapeze queen named Glorianne.
2: Was anything stolen here? No.
3: The circus hand who heard the muffled shot came running before anything could have been taken.
2: Well, the gal, uh, Glorianne, how does she feel about this?
3: She's in her tent, heavily committed to a case of hysterics. Uh, Marlowe divvies on any information you get out of her.
6: Look, Dorianne,
5: you
2: can't go on like this. Now let me get something
6: for you. I'll be all right.
2: Just a sedity to settle your nerves.
4: Oh, Oh, no, we never take that thing. It's bad for going up on the trap. No, no, I'll sleep. That's the best thing. But, no,
6: you,
2: you can't go up there tonight. Anyway, Tassinari's missing. I'll go see what I can find for you. I rummaged through Dr. Stowe's medical bag while Iberra watched from across the tent. I found a small black book. I leafed through it with my hand still hidden in the bag. It was a small case history book with sketchy data about his cases, the treatment given, the medication prescribed. I very quietly tore out the last page, palmed it, and slipped it in my pocket as I creaked to an approximate upright position.
3: Find anything to quiet the little woman, Marlow? No,
2: not a thing. Lieutenant, not a thing. I'll uh, try a drugstore. <laughs>
3: Tablets of cyclodorm, grains one and a half. One tablet with warm water for nerves or sleep. What is it? It's a
2: common sedative, but I can't sell you any without a prescription. Uh, well, Well, can you tell me anything about those drugs? Some, but you will find a lot more in Dr. Toral Solman's textbook on pharmacology. Textbook of pharmacology? It's only in the main library, I think, but it's complete. That'll tell you all you want to know, I'm sure. The druggist was right The textbook of pharmacology told me all I wanted to know Also, this was a very limited edition It was probably the only one of its kind That had on the page devoted to cyclodrome A smudge of lipstick in the shape of a woman's finger It was all and more than I wanted to know, and all at once I was old, very old. From now on, I was going to leave illusions to high school girls and magicians.
4: Hello, little boy. Back again.
2: I see you're dressed for work, Gloria.
4: Hasn't I returned?
2: I wouldn't know. But I think I do know who killed the Swede. Tassinari! I gravely doubt that.
4: Well, then who? Not not Alfred and Alfie.
2: Glorian, you're a dainty little thing, and that's a particular reason why you should break yourself of little unsightly habits, like touching your fingers to your mouth to turn back pages in books.
4: Are you all right, little boy?
2: Was the Swede all right when he went up with Tassinari last night? Well, of course. Or was he just slightly under the influence of a sedative drug that calms the nerves? Yes, but slows up their reaction time.
4: I don't understand such matters.
2: You admitted to me today that it isn't wise to take such sedatives before your act. But you did get a prescription for such tablets from Dr. Stowe and you said nothing about
4: them. Well, I was upset after the Swede was killed. I needed some.
6: But
2: according to Dr. Stowe's case, you got the tablets before the Swede was killed and you left him at the bar for an hour yesterday while you did a little medical research at the main library. And that night, the Swede split second timing. Didn't quite split, did it? Of course you weren't afraid to go up with Tassaneri today. He didn't miss the Swede. The Swede missed him.
6: I hated him.
2: You didn't want him. You just wanted the circus, all of it. So you killed the Swede with his own perfect crime. Only it was too perfect. You couldn't pin the murder on Tassinari. You had to think of something more down to earth.
4: Go on, little boy. Make Gloria Ann proud of you.
2: Dr. Stowe knew that you hated your husband. He knew that you had those tablets. He knew that the Swede didn't make mistakes. Last night, when Tassinari heard you and Stowe whispering together, here, Stowe was telling you what he suspected, wasn't he? He was a doctor, and he is furious at the thought of being used in a murder.
4: You're raising your voice, you look certain. No.
2: Well, if you didn't shut up the doctor, he'd talk. So you shot him with Tassaneri's gun, after staging a very nice row with Tassaneri in front of me. That would pin it on Tassaneri. You let Stowe take you in his arms to muffle the shot. That was particularly pretty.
4: No, little boy. It was not. No, it was not. Little boy, you've had a busy day.
2: Mm. Well, it's time that I grew up, anyway.
4: That's for my act. and gentlemen, and, Gloria. and Gloria Ann.
2: I've sent for the police, Glorian. They'll be here pretty soon.
4: Little so boy, an Ali is there. He's waiting in the runway across the arena. He came back.
2: He doesn't even know he's wanted, probably. Oh,
4: little boy, I have let you down. Let me make it up a little. Let me go out there.
2: Will you come down again?
4: Yes, of course. By
2: the ladder, I mean.
4: I won't let you down again, little boy. I promise it. We circus people won't disappoint you again. Please. They're waiting.
2: Well, the show must go on, mustn't it? All right, go ahead, lady. They're waiting. Laughing, throwing kisses, and I walked out after. Stood in the runway watching. I watched the small, delicate figure going up the ladder. Then she was at the platform. Rosin on shoes, rosin on the hands and wrists. And sultry silence. Not a voice. Not a breath. She was raising her hand in a gesture of exquisite grace and sureness and smiling at Cassinade smiling. And there it was. This was it. There. Ghostly packs of small fry from my school days gaped up with me and shivered with kid delight. I was a kid again, walking up, that the circus guy and the circus lady. The daring young dame on the flying trapeze. Passaneri and Glorianne. or positively the last performance. Anywhere on earth.
1: You have just heard Van Heflin starring in the new mystery series. Raymond Chandler's The Adventures of Philip Marlowe. Brought to you by the Lever Brothers Company, makers of Pepsodent. Van Heflin will return in just a moment. Have you tried, have you tasted the new Pepsodent toothpaste? Its lingering minty flavor is so fresh and inviting, families prefer it by an overwhelming average of 3 to 1 over all other toothpastes in a recent nationwide test. They said new Pepsodent tastes better, makes breath cleaner, and makes teeth brighter. Remember, new Pepsodent gives you more invigorating irium foam. It sweeps dulling film away. No wonder it's the three-to-one favorite with families all over America. Get new Pepsodent with irium for your family right away. Now, here is Van Heflin, star of The Adventures of Philip Marlowe.
2: King Leopardi had the hottest trumpet and the coldest eye in show business, and he loved yellow silk, so they called him the King in Yellow. We consider his short eventful life next week when as Philip Marlowe, I have some business with The King in Yellow.
1: Tonight's story was written by Milton Geiger, based on the character of Philip Marlowe, the screen's most famous private detective created by Raymond Chandler. Heard with Van Heflin tonight as Gloria Ann was Loreen Tuttle. The original music was composed and conducted by Lynn Murray. This is Wendell Niles inviting you to listen again next week at this same time to another exciting mystery on The Adventures of Philip Marlowe starring Van Heflin with a distinguished cast. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.
0: Welcome back. The three episodes that were actually in circulation back when uh, we did uh, The Adventures of Philip Marlowe on the podcast were all based on short stories by Raymond Chandler. By this, of course, I mean the NBC series starring half This one and the next one are different in that they are original stories. This one was a pretty decent detective program. I did struggle with a couple of things on here. I'm not certain I buy the idea of Marlowe being someone who hasn't been, uh, disabused of his, uh, childish notions about the circus. Uh, I also, uh, found the whole, uh, little boy, uh, um, a uh, name that's used repeatedly to be a bit over much. Now, to be fair, Chandler stories and Chandler esque stories often had uh, a char- characters give uh, somebody a nickname and keep, you know, using it over and over again. But for, for a half hour story, I, I think that this was uh, perhaps a bit too much and came off as too repetitive. While Raymond Chandler characters will often have that repeated note, it's not often that they begin every sentence to uh, Marlowe with uh, their pet nickname. Uh, One other thing to note, while he is uncredited, uh, I am fairly certain that I heard the voice of Jeff Chandler as the Swede. Now, I do want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. And I want to go ahead and thank Martin, Patreon supporter, since... Uh, September 2017, currently supporting us at the detective sergeant level, uh, $7.14 or more per month. Thanks so much for your support, Martin. That will do it for today. If you are listening on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and mark the notification bell. Join us back here tomorrow for The Man Called X. And Thursday, a previously uncirculated episode of Sherlock Holmes. We will be back next Tuesday with another previously uncirculated episode of Philip Marlowe. And then uh, next Thursday, listen for a previously uncirculated episode of Mr. Keen Tracer of Lost Persons. And we'll be back next Tuesday with another episode of Philip Marlowe. In the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. Check us out on Instagram, instagram.com greatdetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.